0: 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 25. We're going to go all the way in, Roy, to 13 and 3. And I think this is going to be an intriguing subject for many of you guys. The title of this subject is How to Avoid Church Hurt. How to avoid church hurt. All right? Patrick Eagle won, and I know we are alert. How to avoid <clears throat> church hurt. All right? Everybody understand what I'm saying? <clears throat> you ever heard this term, church hurt? Church burn? Anybody ever heard that? The idea is that people get injured at a church, yeah? And church should be the place of what? Safety, right? Place where people get help. Place where people are not hurt or injured, right? Should be the place of the church. And if we had people raise hands in here, Some of you may have experienced what you would call church hurt, right? True or no? Yeah. So we're going to talk about it and I probably won't finish it today, but we're going to start talking about it because I believe it's vital. What do you believe? Yeah, I, I I believe it's something... That's vital, something that we need to talk about, all right? I do have a, a couple of um, disclaimers before we go into it, um, but let's read the scripture first, 1 Corinthians 12 and 25, five. First Corinthians 12 and 25, all right? Is everybody there? Praise God. Hallelujah. That there should be no schism in the body. Some of you probably don't know what that word means. But how many of y'all know it sounds like something that shouldn't be in the body of Christ? Schism, right? Shouldn't have any of that, whatever that is. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care One for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. That's called empathy and sympathy. Somebody say amen. Amen. You going through it, we like, man, that's her. That shouldn't be at the church. Somebody say amen. And whether one member is honored, all the members should be drinking Haterade. No. If you went in, You just moved into your new house, debt free. Londra just talked about all the money she just got, right? Tough crowd. Must be nice. No, must be nice if you did what she did, but you didn't do it, but let's just go ahead and rejoice with her. Somebody say amen. Amen. (laughs) Right? We don't drink haterade when somebody gets, you know. You ever ever see? I would tell you, look at wedding, wedding videos and wedding pictures. Rob, y'all happy? Everybody happy? Look at the bridesmaids, though. They be trying to smile. Why is that? Well, he wish it was them, right? So we rejoice with those who rejoice. Now, ye are the body of Christ and members in particular, and God has sent a sermon to church, first apostles. Secondly, secondarily, prophets, early teachers, after that, miracles. Then, gifts of healings. Gifts of healings. Here's how, here's how much God wants us to be healed, right? Is this New Testament? Yeah. The sovereignty of God, people don't preach this. Gifts of healing. Everybody say, gifts of healings. Yeah. Talked about miracles, too. Helps, governments, diversity tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have the gift of healings? The answer to all of this is what? What's the answer? No. No, everybody is not the same, right? Have all the gifts of healings, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret it, but covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. For though I speak with tongues of men and angels and have not love, I am become a sounding brass or tinkling Symbol, and though I have the gift of prophecy, understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge. And does anybody do that? Does anybody have all the prophecy and all the understanding and all the knowledge? Some people think they do. And though I have all the faith so that I can remove all the mountains, right? Can't tell the mountain to be cast into the sea. That's what he's referring to, Mark 11, 22 and 23. And have all all this and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, I I give to the March of Dimes, I run in every 5K for breast cancer, all of that, right? And I have not love. If I give my body to be burned and have not love, it doesn't profit me anything. I want to talk today about how to avoid church church hurt and then um, maybe a subsequent message would be how to recover from church hurt, brother Pat? How to recover from church hurt? All right. So number one disclaimer is there is never supposed to be church hurt. Never. You should never come to the church and leave. This is what I'm saying. I ain't saying you should never experience hurt at a church or pain. You will probably. Okay? And we'll tell you why. But you should never leave a church injured or be injured by a church or by a senior minister or a pastor. Somebody say amen. You shouldn't come messed up and leave more messed up. Should not. Should not. Somebody say amen. amen. Number two, you may experience pain while you attend a church through correction, word of knowledge, rebuke, even the regularly preached words. Sometimes what I'm preaching is painful. Somebody say amen. Sometimes the truth is painful. Yeah. You ever thought you was looking all good? Somebody say, bro, you got something right here on your nose. Does that feel good? Nah. And it take a real strong friend to say, hey, bro, you want some Tic tacks Because, man, your stuff. <sighs> Bugs Bunny told you a send me the said, yeah, you have been eating onions. <laughs> Right? So we're not talking about a church where you're never uncomfortable or your feelings don't ever get hurt. Ultra sensitive people. Hello? We're not talking about that. But you should never leave a church or be injured or wounded by a church experience. If you believe what I'm saying, you ought to say amen. Okay. Number two, you may experience pain while you attend the church through correction, word of knowledge. Guys, can I switch on? Yes. Hallelujah. Okay. Even uh, the regularly preached word, but it always leads to better. Right? So you may have pain. The Bible says God chastised those that he loves. Right? But then it, it yields peaceable fruit. Right? It, it yields righteousness. Right? Okay. Number three. You know, in the 80s we had this expression, a lot of the church people did when they was evangelizing, turn or burn, right? Which means you ought to repent, (laughs) right? Or you're going to burn in hell, which is not a great evangelistic uh, method, by the way. Somebody say amen. Number three, I said you shouldn't turn and still get burned. You shouldn't repent, come to Christ, and then come to church and get burned. Now, sometimes this is unavoidable at a church. And I didn't ask you to raise your hand had you ever been church hurt or church burnt. There are a lot of even blogs, YouTubes about why I left the church, right? And some people have legitimate reasons, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes church hurt is unavoidable. I've been involved with church hurt and so I know how it feels. Church burnt. I was on staff at a church. Did the best I could. And y'all, some things happened in the ministry called Jesus. You know, Brother Carl is up in New York. And see, this is what people don't understand, Right? So he got caught up in the scandal, right? Hillsong, New York. But think about his staff members. So he steps down. What about his assistant pastor? What about his youth pastor? What about his praise and worship leader? What about all those people surrounding him? And those are the people nobody ever thinks about. When a pastor gets caught in a scandal, what about the ancillary people that have been supporting him and they feel... Totally betrayed. Yeah? That happened to me. Right? Scandal broke out in the church, man. And man, we had to leave. I had to get my family out of there. I had to resign. But y'all, I did not feel like going to church for about a year. Like, it messed me up so bad. And anything... Not short of a pastor cheating on his wife, getting caught in a scandal, uh stealing the money, all that stuff. Y'all, you should never leave a church. But what you call church hurt. All right? And we're gonna talk about it today. Does this sound like something you wanna hear? Mm-hmm. So yes, I've experienced church hurt and church burn. Sometimes it's unavoidable. Pastor gets caught up in adultery or immorality. The governmental body of a church will split the church over doctrinal issues and disagreements. That's something. I mean, you can't do anything about that. And yes, that hurts. You done brought your whole family over here, got your kids in the children's church, got your youth in the youth church, You done invested all this time and money, done gave and sold seeds, all this stuff, giving your talents, invited everybody in your family and neighborhood, and all of a sudden, somebody wants to split the church, right? That causes problems, yeah? Sometimes one family runs the church. And then just makes a decision, we're going to do this. Everybody know it ain't right. That causes church hurt. Somebody say amen. Amen. But more often than not, you can avoid church hurt, okay? So I'm going to give you some what I call micro points, right? And then I'm going to give you some major points. I'm going to give you some major points about how to avoid church hurt. Amen? Micro point number one. Recognize that your church family is earthly, on earth, but are spiritual and carrying out spiritual purposes. Pastor Gould says, get off this earth. So every like when you come to church, you gotta, especially in a church like this, a spiritual church, you've gotta get your affections higher than ooh, a niece is sitting there with a nice, pretty polka dot blouse on. Some people never get off the earth when they come to church. Everything is carnal. Everything is earthly. Amen. Why have Vanessa looking at me like that? She's so sweet. Hello? So we're still dealing, you're dealing with earthly human people, but the purposes are spiritual. They're higher than the earth. Somebody say amen. amen. You gotta always recognize that. Those relationships that you have with people at the church or By and large, and if you learn how to protect those relationships and keep them spiritual, somebody say amen. Amen. All right. Now look, Colossians 3 and 2. Let's let's go there. Colossians 3 and 2. These are just some some minor things to keep in mind when you come to church that's going to help you not get church hurt. Number one. You got to get off the earth when you come to church. You got to raise your expectation when you come to church. You got to expect supernatural things can happen through not only the pastor, but even other people in the church because they're supernatural too. And my connection, my only connection to them is supernatural. The only reason I know Tiana is because I go to KCOH and she came to KCOH too. So I'm going to honor her as my sister in Christ. And that's why baby Christian, new Christian, like that, y'all don't worry about passing out your business card to church. Amen. Don't worry about getting your hair braided with somebody at church, because that can go—they're gonna all go wrong. And number one, you didn't come to church to get your hair braided. Somebody say, "Amen." You came to church. You joined this church because you said there was some spiritual value. Yes or no? And so relationships go right in church when you try to combo that relationship. Yeah. Hello? Lady left the church, it's a true story. Lady left the church mama one time and we helped her, helped her daughters, got her daughter saved, uh, got her healed, got her mama healed, Pray for everything. She left the church because one time she was moving, she called me and wanted me to bring my son and some of the men of the church over there help her move. Hello? Do you know what God invented you all for? Two men in the truck. Come on, somebody. I, I, I'm I not your moving guy. Hello? She was a single woman, too? I'm not sending Courtney over there, Mary. Hello? I'm not sending my married men to the... Come on. And, you know, carrying your drawer and... Your panty jar fall out with a no. Amen. We're not doing that. Amen. Amen. Can you get three men in the truck? Cause we're the church. Amen. That's the primary relationship. I'm your pastor. Amen. Amen. Sometimes, Cassie, you just try to help people. You really want to help you. You just want to help. <laughs> and 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 I was out of line for this. I was just trying to help him. Everybody know Friday night is date night, right? Supposed to be. I'm out at the car lot with this lady, single woman, and her daughter trying to help her get a car because her mom was too stupid to help save the money, spend the money. So I'm going to be the surrogate daddy, right? I'm out, and my wife at home waiting on me, right? Right? Did all of that, they left the church over some nonsense anyway. Now I found out on lesson, Cassie. I'm not your used car dealer. I'm your pastor. This was early on in the church, way back. Yeah, so set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. And if you're in the church, everything can be explained carnally, you need to go to another church. Because there need to be some supernatural stuff going on. Amen. I remember the old Baptist church, old Sister Connie, she over there shouting because her and her husband had a fight last night. And it be true. <laughs> it just be carnal. Sister Connie fall out, none of the deacons run to get her. Sister Betty with the boom boom in the back, when she fall out, all the deacons run to get her. Why? She fine. Right? Yeah? All right. So that's all carnal. Somebody say amen. amen. That's carnal. Right? So set your affections on things where? Set your affections on things where? Set your affections on things where? We talking about how to avoid church hurt. All right. What is the relationship about in the first place? Somebody say Amen. All right, it's supernatural. Always guard it and honor it as that. So many people leave a church because something outside of church stuff happened. Hello, well, they invited them, and their daughter to my daughter a swim party, and you know she. But then they had their party. They didn't invite us. Do they have anything to do with the church though? No, no. So I, I, I just tell people, hey man. You can't handle their relationship. Just, don't, just come to church. Hey, and let that be your brother and sister. Come on, somebody. Anybody got isolated relationships? Like when I go to work, them just my work people. Come on, somebody. They're the people I work with. That's all they are. Hello? And when I go to the, the, the auto mechanic, yeah. right? We go to Mercedes Benz in the wilderness. Hey, man, I like them guys. They know me. But, y'all, we don't go bowling after that. I just want them to check my oil real good, though. Can you check my oil and rotate my tires? Hello? Right? Chick fil A people, do you get your hair braided by them? No. And some we know some guys, and they are great, sir. And they like to see me. I like to see them. Hey, Amita, it's so good to see you again. Right? And I just let them give me a Chick fil A sandwich. Hot like I like it. And we just keep that relationship right there. Why well, we can't do that in the church? We should. We should honor those relationships as what they are. Right? They're not earthly, Jasmine. They, they, they're heavenly. And we got to keep those perspectives. Come on, somebody. So we set our affections on things where? Above. Not on things on the earth. Here's another micro point. Give the senior pastor or senior leader, can you just please do this, give them the benefit of the doubt. Right? If you gotta be, you know, have your sneaky eye looking at me every five minutes, this might not be the church for you. Hello? Yeah, can you give them the benefit of the doubt? The love scripture in, the, in 1 Corinthians 13 and the Amplified says love Expects the best of every person. All right? Do pastors ever make mistakes? Yes, yes they do. I'm going to tell you one major mistake pastors make, I make it, I made it, still do sometimes. I'm going to tell you, what do you think pastors are hungry for more than anything? Yeah, right. <laughs> Administratively in the church, what do you think they want? No, not money, not money. Not not well no uh, let me let me help you out. Let me help you out. A person that can lead in their stead and represent them with their heart. That's what they want. Cause then I can get more done. Somebody say amen. amen. And because pastors are so leader poor, sometimes they put people up. That shouldn't be leading just yet, and sometimes you don't know. Sometimes people look normal, but they're stupid. Can you give the pastor, the senior leader, can you give him the benefit of the doubt? Because sometimes people leave the church not because of the pastor, but because of somebody he put up. Pastor Good or Roberts, they say the same thing. They say, "Listen." <laughs> most of the time, the problems you're having in your church are not didn't come from you, but come from somebody that you trusted, and they're not representing you. There's so many times I hear people say, and then I told them that. I said, you told them what? One of my members, you told them that? Because I thought that, no, I would never say that. You did what? <laughs> yeah. So there's a little micro point. Just, can you give a senior pastor and senior leader just the benefit of the doubt? Sometimes he has either appointed a novice or a Judas in a position. And sometimes he doesn't know. What's the problem if he has appointed a novice? Let's go to 1 Timothy 3 and 5. Through six, Is this okay? Yeah, That's a good Sunday morning message too. Number one, for if a man know not how to rule his own house, how should he take care of the church of God? So it's talking about people put in leadership. It says, it's talking about the senior leader, but then he also says not a novice should be put in major leadership. Lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into condemnation of the devil. A novice is somebody, we say it all the time, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. But pastors, especially in a plant church, a church that's been planted, a new church, they trying to get people in position you know, we need somebody to lead the praise team. We need somebody over security. We need somebody to teach children's church. We need somebody over the, the dream team cleanup crew. We need somebody, 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 somebody over the greeting. Somebody, somebody, somebody. But many times, we left with novices. And novices don't always say the right thing. They don't do, always do the right stuff. Somebody say amen. And then sometimes you got a Judas or Absalom. The Absalom Judas spirit smiles in the pastor's face, act like he has the pastor's heart, act like, act like, act like, act like, only to gather influence and a crowd of people to themselves and turn them, start doing other stuff other than what the pastor would do. Hello? Okay? There's some micro points. So get, get a pastor break. <laughs> All right. And then, can you learn the scripture on how to handle conflict as a Christian? That, that's, that, this is a micro point. Can, if you're a Christian, will you learn how to handle conflict like a Christian? Does the Bible tell us how to handle conflict? Does it tell us how to handle conflict? Okay. I'm going to tell you what it doesn't say. Post it on Facebook in a way where you don't say their name, but everybody know who you're talking about at church. All right. Everybody say, wrong answer. wrong answer. Go tell everybody at the church except the person you have having a problem with. Everybody say, wrong answer. wrong answer. Walk around with a grudge, won't speak, mad at everybody. When you have something against one person, everybody say wrong answer. wrong answer. Okay, can we go to can we go to scripture? Uh, Matthew 18. Let's go to Matthew 18 and 15. Matthew 18, 15. These are micro points. We ready to get to the major point. We ain't even got to the major points yet. These are micro points that are going to help you to avoid church hurt. Alright? Moreover, if your brother or your sister too trespass against you, if they've sinned against you, if they've sinned against you, right, what should you do? What should you do? Can we read it? Come on, let's all read it. People looking down. Go, everybody say, go and tell. Come on, no, no, no. Go and tell everybody the beauty shop. No. Go and tell Everybody in your family. No, no, no. Go and tell the people you eat lunch with after church. No. No. It tells what to do. Go and tell him, everybody say or her, their fault between you and everybody on Facebook. No. Between you And that person alone, just go to the person. Y'all, something happened to me last week uh, in a a professional setting, and I hadn't really thought about it, and then I was on my way back, I was going to see that person. So it was the day before something happened, and then on my way back in, I was like, dude, that was off the chain. Why would they do that, right? So all that started coming up. And I said, yeah. And so, I said, well, I'm just going to go to him. Y'all, I didn't tell nobody. I didn't tell Ace superior I didn't tell mine. I didn't tell a colleague. I didn't tell nobody. I went to meet me and that prayer, and I waited. And we were in a setting by ourselves. Nobody else was in there. I said, good. Hey, I have something I really would like to discuss with you. Alone. When, the, when another person walked in, we were, we were finished and they wanted to keep talking about it. I said, I'm done. We, we ain't got to talk about this no more because we had resolved it. It didn't go any further. And they had a good response. Now, y'all, I didn't know how they were going to respond. They could have went off the hood, cussed me out, whatever. You know, it's professional setting. You know, people say all kinds of stuff, Right. I'm going to HR, all that, right? It didn't end up in that. It was me and that person by itself. It was a short conversation. I went to summertime. Can you just have some courage? Can you just build up some courage and stop being scared? That's why you tell everybody. And get out your feelings. And do what the Bible say. Because we Christians, right? All right. Next next slide. Next verse. Next but if he or she will not hear you, then Take one or two more. not a whole gang, get you somebody that's spiritual too. Hello? Right? And in our church, we got a setting for that. We got, a, we got a system for that. You know, usually whoever, life group leader, whatever, right? And, you know, <clears throat> and by the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established, which is what we quoted this morning in the first service, right? But now, if they won't hear the group, Right? Next one. Then, if they neglect to hear them, let it be, tell it to the church. But if they neglect to hear the church, let them be as a heathen and a publican. That means they need to get put out. Because they trying to turn it out and cause problems. Hello? (laughs) I had a friend of mine. um, He he had a situation in his church. Think the music, somebody, somebody in the music, is always guys in the music. Thank God for good music people. Somebody say amen at our church. Somebody was leading worship or something, and he was, they was married and sending suggestive pics to the, one of the other praise team, women who was single or married. I don't know how it went. He talked to them about it, corrected them a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, marriage counseling, yeah. And it kept going, kept going, had another meeting, Kept going, wouldn't stop, and wasn't repentant. <laughs> Y'all, the next, and he told him, he said, now, nah, the next time we have to do this, we're going to tell all the visitors to leave on the Sunday morning service. So, like this service, we say, all the visitors leave, and we're going to put your picture up on the screen. And we're going to let everybody know what you're doing. And he actually did that too. And his church grew leaps and bounds after that too. Of course, you're not going to stay after that. He left. But bro, you're not going to be up in here trying to turn out the women of the church because you got a place of influence because you singing and leading. Somebody say amen. Didn't have to put them out. You, You ain't got to put people out after this. Because now you're exposing them to the whole church. (laughs) Early on in our church. Till you remember this? This young lady kept spreading lies, just lies on one of our young men. He did this, he did sexual stuff. So then she told this one, that one, this one, that one, this one. one. So we got, so we went to a process. Now you now you know. Now come on. Kept lying, kept lying. So then we brought the other people. She kept doing it. So let's bring everybody together. And then, well, no, no, you didn't. No, you told me. You know, the other people start talking. <laughs> now, the only thing that stopped her, I said, now listen. <laughs> if we hear this anymore, we telling the whole church what you're doing and don't believe you because you you be lying on people. <laughs> You're a liar. And she stopped. And now, long after that, Vanessa, she left the church. Y'all, we're going to do it like the Bible say do it. Somebody say amen. amen. It, that's the work, man. Let's just get down to the nitty gritty. Well, who, who said, well, okay. Well, no, come on, get her. Yeah, let's go. Let's all get in the room. <laughs> people don't like that, though. When I was an elementary school teacher, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I loved this part of my job because I was a behavior guy at the elementary. And when you work with behavior students, a lot of times they become the target of blame for everything, right? Who broke the TV? Johnny? Who put the peanut butter jelly sandwich in the computer slot? Johnny? Johnny? <laughs> you know, who stole it, Johnny, right? So it's something about little girls. I don't know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> brothers, they use dudes, like, they generally try to stay out of stuff or whatever. But little girls, they'll jump in some mess. Quick. 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 And I remember, boy, I remember, I think I was working at uh, one of these schools down the street in Pontchart. Oh, I used to love it, I used to love it. I mean, all race girls, too. Hispanic girls, black girls, white girls. It didn't matter. The little messy ones. The pretty little liars. And you knew they was lying. And so, uh, the teacher said, yeah, all five of these girls saw it. And I I said, okay, this is what I want you to do. And I bring all five girls uh, and put them in a room with somebody else. Say, don't let them talk. And one by one, I'll ask them, okay. Now, did you see? Yeah, Johnny did. Okay, we to stop. Now, if you didn't see Johnny do it, now don't end up lying, because if we find out you're lying, which you jumped into this, you didn't have to, but if we find out you're lying on Johnny, you're gonna be in major trouble. Tears start welling up. Did you see Johnny do it? No, Sarah told me he did. Okay, see you later. He pulls Sarah out. Sarah. Did you see Johnny do it? Julie told me he did it. Well, Julie was the one that said she saw you, she heard it from you. So you didn't hear nothing. No, bye. And one by one by one. We find out people's lying. Somebody say amen. Isn't Jesus a genius? Jesus came up with this conflict resolution plan. He did. And that stuff worked. Somebody say amen Amen. when you do it, right? Okay. So here are three major points that's going to help you. I might not get through all of them today. I won't. So let me read them. The major things you can do, you, 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 you. These micro points had to do with other people. We're talking about you personally responsible. As a church member, things that you can do to avoid church hurt. Number one. And I'm going I'm to give you all the points and then we're going to go through them. When my time's up, I'll stop and we'll pick it back up next time. Number one, the major thing you can do when you join the church is, number one, mind your business, that's all. Mind your own business. Stay in your lane. Somebody say amen. We're going to come back to that. Number two, be honest, especially To your leaders. Be honest to everyone, but especially to your leaders. Number three, recognize the spirit of offense wants to steal from you. Somebody say amen. Number one, the three major things you can do to avoid treasure. Number one, mind your own business. I've seen people too many times get entangled up in something, just like Julie and Sarah. I saw it, they ain't seen nothing mind your business if it's not your stuff mind your business hello Proverbs 26 17 he that passes by and meddles with strife that doesn't belong him is like one that takes a dog by the ears some of y'all scared of dogs can I add a pit bull by the ears Anybody taking the pit bull by the ears? I'm not doing that. Come on. Proverbs 26, 17, guys. Here's what it says in the uh, message. You grab a man dog by the ears when when you butt into a quarrel that is none of your business. Now, I'm going to tell you how this stuff works. (laughs) She's going to laugh at this too. Okay, when you come out of the world, there are things that you've done in the world that have seen the word in situations. When you come into the church, you are switching kingdoms. Now, I'm gonna tell you what sociopathic people do. And you do have those people that come to the church. They come get help from a leader, right? Senior leader or a life group leader. We already got them in an individualized plan for them. Now, in special ed, we, we call it IEP, right? We already got the IEP for the kid that's been beating up 20 teachers. He can't stay in his spot. He runs out the room, runs out the building, whatever. Now, we got a plan, a safety management plan. All the teachers know, hey, don't go out level with Johnny because he will bust you in the mouth right? Don't let him to go to the restroom by himself because he's going to run out the bill. So you know. But then the green teacher comes in and they observe you. And Johnny said, can I go to the restroom? No. You already know. But they, observe, they think you being cruel to Johnny. But they don't know nothing about it. Why are they doing Johnny? And y'all, some of these kids, when you look at them, they look so innocent, so cute, so cuddly. They're gremlin, y'all. They're gremlin. No, they're not. <laughs> but they look like, what? The green teacher, oh, Johnny. So they want to help. And they go over. Johnny. And they sit down, I love with Johnny. Johnny, look at the crayons did they get hurt did they get injured yep if it was a church did they get church hurt yes why though number one they didn't respect the leader in the room they immediately accused the person in charge of the room of being too hard or too harsh not knowing the situation so, I'm going to tell you what sociopaths will do. They will go to one person, that person, they like group leader, loaned them $300. The church done gave them $500, this and that. And then next time you say, No, nah, no, nah, listen, nah, we told you, you got to get a job about this and that. Then they find the new nice person, Tia. Tia, you know, they told me, no. But they didn't tell you about the 800 that they already got. So now T.F. turns again. Well, we, we give a lot of money. and They should be able to give. Hello? Then they jump in a situation. Come on, somebody. They know nothing about. And then that person take them for a ride too. Now they mad and leave the church. How about mind your business? That's all, though. So in our church, we got life groups, we got life groups, we got discipleship plans, stuff like that. All kind of stuff is available for people. We got the, uh, the, the restoration house, get ready to get the one for the, for the men going, the women. We got all kind of stuff that'll help people. We got the counseling center, all of that stuff, right? But sometimes we want to meddle in something that don't even ain't our business And sometimes you need to say, hey, you probably need to go to the pastor about that. Hey, have you talked to your life group leader about that? I don't like her because she can't talk. But you know, I really like talking to you. Y'all, they setting you up. They setting you up. (laughs) How about mind your business? How about stay in your lane? So I say amen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't mess with a man, dog. Don't, don't, just don't, don't jump in nothing. You already dealing with your stuff. Somebody say amen. amen. Hey, sister Mary, I'll agree with you. I agree with you. You know, but maybe you know you should go talk to your life believe. Me. Or maybe you should talk to the pastor. Maybe you should make a, an appointment down at the council center. Hello? I know we have a benevolent department. Maybe you should contact Tamisi and maybe we can get you some help. Hello? Don't jump in! Oh, oh, they can come live with us for three months until they get a place. You know I counsel some people that did that, and I'm the pastor. I knew the people. I wasn't gonna let them stay with me. I said, "Y'all, we're not letting them stay with us. You just matter while. you go. Well, well, well. Okay. Found out though." <laughs> Hello? Mind your business. Y'all, we've been working for somebody for a year. You don't think we know what's up? We know. We know the Johnny's just gonna bless people in the mouth. And then run out the room if you let them go to the restroom. Hello? Hmm. That point went over like a lead balloon. Number two, always be honest, especially with your leaders. Now, I'm going to tell you how you can get hurt in church, all right? <clears throat> and people, a lot of times people talk about church hurt, they don't talk about the part that they play. they always the victim. Okay, we talked about it this morning. Let's go back there, Acts 5 and 1. Acts 5 and 1. Okay. Let's 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 deal with truth in the inward part. Cause remember, we spiritual over here. This is not corner We we spiritual. Hello. Let's not lie to one another. Huh? I mean, if it's something come up, you don't want to tell nobody. Hey, just say, hey, I rather not talk about that. What about that? Can can you say that to somebody? I think so. And sometimes, you know, I've had to tell people, um, "Mind your business." No, I'm not telling you that. Somebody say, "Amen." First, let's go to Colossians three nine. First, let's go to Colossians three nine. I'm just teaching today, y'all. We're not hanging from the chandeliers, or nothing. We're just teaching. What does it say? Lie not to one another. Okay? When you get caught in the web of lies in the church, y'all, that penalty can be severe. Look at verse 8. But now you also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth, and lie not to one another, seeing that you put off the old man with his deeds. Right? Right? We're going to tell the truth with each other. <clears throat> that's, what, that's what happened to that girl. She got caught in the web of lies. And then once you done told everybody 10 lies and get caught, there's nothing, you can't, you can't stay in the church because now you're embarrassed. If you had a ministry where somebody's treason the truth and they live not the truth, all that, y'all, lies is going to come out. Hello? So just be honest. All right? But look at 5-1, Acts 5 1. I'm almost done. Acts 5 1. Sometimes people have their own responsibility in getting hurt or burnt at a church. Ananias and Sapphira. You think they're in heaven, I, they, they got saved, so maybe they died before their time. You think they're in heaven talking about they got church burnt, church hurt? They got hurt in the church. Yes, they did. But it was their own fault, though. Certain man named Ananias and Sapphira and his wife sold the possession. Keep going. Kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it. <clears throat> so, yeah, it wasn't something that he just did. His wife knew and brought a certain part later at the apostles' feet. Keep going. Peter said in the nines, why has Satan filled that heart? To lie to the Holy Ghost. Remember, these are different relationships. Sometimes when you're talking to me, you're talking to Randy. Sometimes when you're talking to me, you're talking to Pastor Randy. Are we talking about LeBron better than... Uh, Michael Jordan, you're talking to Ronnie. Hello? But we talking about, hey man, the Lord just told me. <laughs> you talking to Pastor Ronnie. You're talking to somebody that's anointed. Amen. And you can get a lot of trouble. Lying and carrying on. <laughs> that's what they say in North Carolina. Lying and carrying on. You can get a lot of trouble. In a spiritual environment, and you lie and not tell them the truth. What happened to these people? Y'all, the church was brand new, wasn't even a month or two old, I don't think. Had just started. And then Peter said, Ananias, what is why is Satan filled your heart? So Ananias drops dead. Go to the next scripture. He drops dead. Right? So he asked him all these questions. He said, even after you sold it, the money was yours. You didn't have to lie about it. What is, what? Why has thou conceived this thing in your heart? So when you're in the church, you're in the spiritual environment, you always check in your heart because the devil is always trying to conceive something in your heart to get you in trouble with God. Against the people of God, against the anointed men and women of God and the leaders of God. He's always doing something. He said, why did you let the devil do this? And whatever you conceived in your heart, and what, and you have not lied on just men; you lied unto God, because I'm God's representative. Keep going. And not seeing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. Great fear. Now y'all. Now the wife comes in. Same conversation. Now listen, that wife didn't have to die. I preached a message because Sapphira Didn't have to die. You know what she should have been? A snitch. I've heard Dr. Rogers say this and I'm saying this too. Husbands, wives wives need to snitch on their husbands. Husbands need to snitch on their wives when you are in a spiritual environment because the same rules don't apply in here as it does out there. And maybe if you snitch you know you can say both of y'all. You know Peter did raise somebody from the dead. (laughs) But neither one of them was repentant. What if some father comes in and say, Pastor, you know, it's been on my heart all day? Because they had the Holy Ghost, too. So you know the Holy Ghost is convicting them. You know what? What did my husband tell you? Yeah, that wasn't right. That wasn't right. Hello? Number one, she still be living. Number two, she could have probably begged for mercy for her husband. Now, Peter, can you can you do anything for him? Can you? I know you got to raise. You can raise the dead. Can you raise him from the dead? Lead balloon part two. I, I'm gonna get to my last point. It's twelve o'clock. I am. All right. Recognize, recognize. Point three. Recognize the spirit of offense. Wants to steal from you. John 16 and 1. We deal with this a lot in church. We do. The spirit of offense. But look at what Jesus said. These things I've spoken unto you that you should not be offended. But we never go to the next scripture, mama. What was he talking about? Somebody not looking at you. Somebody not speaking at you, speaking to you when you spoke to them, not be offended at what? Didn't let you do this or that, or put you down off the praise team, or put you up on something else, or put you in the department. You want. No, 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 no. This is what he was telling them not to be offended about. It. Go to the next one. You'll be put out the synagogues. They will kill you. Don't be offended. Anybody been killed in here? Huh? No, it's talking about major stuff, and still don't be offended. People in church are offended by the smallest stuff, hmm. and leave the church. Man, uh, it's full over here. Can you can you go to the next row? And leave the church. We had a lady in here, that wasn't long ago, visit, and um, she was here, whatever, she was gonna come serve, got invited, and she was back in the church stuff, digging through the stuff. Ma'am, what are you doing? Looking for a pen. Okay, hey, we got pens out here. Left the church. <clears throat> Offended by every little thing, yet in their own personal life. Jojo been beating you upside the head for the last six years. You ain't put him out. You ain't offended at him. You come to the church, I'm preaching something. You get offended at me. That's what's called feigned offense. You fake it. That's that's fake offense. Somebody say amen. You have a bunch of smoke. That's all it is. That spirit of offense, I keep selling you this, we talked about it in this assignment, wants to break the bonds to those who are you are assigned to and are assigned to your assignment in spiritual growth. That spirit of offense, always the devil, he wants to break you up. You get with the right man or woman to marry? Those of you all single? Oh, the devil coming with the breakup strategy. Because he don't want you with Mr. And Ms. Right. He wants you with Mr. Wrong. So anytime you get with the right people with the right spiritual influences, he's, he, he's going to constantly do stuff. But he can't do it on the spiritual level, telling you he's got to do it on the carnal level. It's always something stupid too. Where people get offended. Yep. Yeah. Ah. This is my last point of, of this sub point. When the spirit of offense is in control, the instruction that God sends to heal you can also hurt you or offend you. I'm going to say that again. When the spirit of offense is in control, the instruction that God sent to help and heal you will also hurt you or injure you. When you let that spirit of offense be in control. Anybody ever heard of Naaman? Let's go to 2 Kings 5, 9 through 10. Naaman had leprosy. It was an incurable disease. If if this leprosy maintained itself, limbs would fall off. Limbs would fall off. I want y'all to hear this. Fingers, legs, toes will fall off. He has leprosy. He's in a desperate situation. He comes to the church, so to speak. Pastor Elisha tells him exactly what to do. But he doesn't tell him in the way that he expected. He doesn't come out. Uh-huh. He sends brother Pet out. Pat, tell him to go dip in the Jordan seven times. Now, was that the instruction that was going to get him healed? Exactly. Did he receive it like that? No. He got mad. He got piping mad. So Naaman came with his chariot, stood at the door of Elijah. Next scripture. Elijah sent a message. He said, Brother Pat. <laughs> said, go and wash in the Jordan seven times. Now flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. Next one. But Damon was angry. Huh. The instruction that was going to heal him. Why is he mad? Why are you mad? Let's back up. Who got leprosy? Me. Do you know how to be healed of leprosy? No. You came to a man of God that somebody told you could heal leprosy, right? Yes. Did he tell you what to do? Well, he said Brother pat to tell him. Okay, but that was his words, right? Yes. Do you know how to be healed of leprosy? No. <laughs> so why are you mad? It's the spirit of offense. If you already knew how to do it, what you doing, sitting down listening to me? Hello? Go start your own church. (laughs) It don't take all that. How do you know? You ever thought that, Jasmine? It don't take all that? But then found out it did. Yeah. You can get offended at something that's the very thing that's going to help you. True or no? (laughs) He got mad and went away he left the church hurt <laughs> but thank God he has some good spiritual friends he left man he said behold I thought I would, he would truly come out stand call the name of the Lord his God sound like he know how to get healed of leprosy and strike his hand over the place so I can recover leprosy <laughs> he need to be teaching Elijah what to do Oh, bro, you're the one with leprosy. Hello? Oh God. Twelve. Are not so he's still he's still on his rent. Are not this river and that river and Damascus River better than all the waters of Israel? May I not washing them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rape. Y'all, that's a spirit. That do not even make human sense. He stormed and went away in a rage. I believe it was a spirit in his last ditch effort to keep him with leprosy. That was controlling his emotions. Now, first I say he went away mad, and then he talked himself into a rage. You know people do that? You ever start off kind of mad, but the more you kept talking, you I mean, you just got all right he talked himself into it and now he's in a rage all that inner talk nobody else has inner talk yeah you need to shut yourself up sometime tell yourself shut up rebuke your own you know what rebuke is rebuke is when you te- whenever Jesus rebuked the demon when he says rebuke he told him to shut up that's what it means. he said shut up And sometimes you need to shut up, tell the devil to shut up in your head. Because you're going in the wrong direction. And in a few minutes, you're going to miss the very thing that God wanted you to have. Went away in a rage. But who had leprosy, though? He still had leprosy. That's scripture. And his service. oh, thank God. Thank God for some of the good KCOH members that'll talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. Elijah didn't go after him. I'm not going after you. You better give it to me, and see somebody. <laughs> yeah. Cassidy or somebody, talk some sense. Hello. Yeah. Now don't go to my mama, cause my mama kind of like me. <laughs> she she told you something too. <laughs> we working on my mama, amen. <laughs> servant came candy and said, now look. <laughs> Very respectful. They say, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? How much rather, he said, go wash and be clean. Can we skip down? Can we skip down to verse 14? Then he went down, dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the sin of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. He almost missed it too. By being offended. How to avoid church hurt. Was this good for anybody? This is something good to have on the tape son. We can just send people when they start acting stupid at church. Please go listen to this message. It's going to help you. Every head bowed, every eye closed.